0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another awesome episode of Streamer Genics. We have an amazing guest tonight. Stark89 is in Discord Studio. He's gonna tell you what it's like to be a law enforcement officer in today's political climate and what it's like to be a streamer in today's tough world in the media aspect of things. So we're gonna dive right in and show you what it's like. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Streamer Genics. I'm your host, Alexander, and today in Discord studio, we have the one and only Stark89. He is a law enforcement officer and streamer, husband and father. So today we're going to be diving into what it's like to be a man with this kind of profession. Uh, an African-American man, today's climate, politically, and, uh, and what they go up against uh, when it comes to being in a very public theater, in streaming as well, and uh, gaming and things like that. And I know it's, it's a very, uh, very, very, very involved subject in, in today's world. So we're definitely going to dive into that and see what kind of things he's faced and how he's overcome things and how he's still keeping up the good fight. So, uh, Stark, I wanted to say thank you for coming on to the show today.
1: Yeah, thanks again for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. We're just going to dive right in, guys. How did you first get started as an LEO and what inspired you to pursue a career in law enforcement?
1: uh well coming out of high school you know i was in auto tech i thought i was gonna be a mechanic uh started working at jiffy lube changing oils and everything like that i didn't know, know that high school. i didn't know uh, that, yeah <laughs> I, I, I had no clue what i wanted to do this was not something that i was you know wanted you know that i had a passion for as a kid or anything like that i had no clue coming out of college what i wanted to do so wow. i was taking i was taking auto tech as an as an uh, an, an electoral class uh, i got certified at you know in automotive technology so my plan was to you know, get out of high school, get some experience. Maybe we work for, uh, you know, maybe like a dealership or like Dodge or something like that. So I was working at Jiffy Lube, at nineteen years old, and I was getting kind of boring. My buddy was like, "Hey, do you want to go do security at a? It was a water park named Jugg Lake, it's, uh, real famous up here. It's not, it's not around anymore, but and I says, yeah, and I says doing security. I says, you know, we stand around, we watch half naked women in, in bikinis all day. <laughs> Can't be not? that. that eh? Pretty fun, yeah. <laughs> so I uh, did that for two seasons, and while working there. Uh, a lot of off-duty deputy sheriffs and police officers were there too. You know, they would work as a side job, making extra money or whatnot. And we worked side by side with them. And I got to hear the stories, hear their experiences, what they loved about it. Um, you know, they'd, they'd come in with their cars and everything like that. And, you know, you know, me working close hand in hand with them, I, you know, it, it kind of piqued my interest, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure yet. Mm-hmm. um, fast forward to, you know, after my two seasons, uh, I started to get into loss prevention. Uh, I get into loss prevention, I, probably about maybe a year, year and a half. I, I caught like countless people and, you know, law enforcement was always there to, you know, to clean up and, you know, appreciate me for my work and everything like that. And I was like, okay, I think I may have a passion for what I wanted to do. Still wasn't a hundred percent sold on it yet. Okay. Um, now I'm 22. I'm, you know, I'm about 22 years old and I'm old enough to, you know, carry a weapon. So I, started getting into armed security. Um, and then I was like, okay, I, I think this is you know really what, what I want to do. So I did that for about a year, year and a half and about 23, a little bit after my 23rd birthday, I went to the police Academy. Um, went to the police Academy? And that was about eight, eight and a half months, got out, uh, graduated from the Academy. I got hired by a really small township out in Ohio, Northern Ohio. And, uh, that's when I really started piecing together. Like, yeah, this is something that I you know, I wanna do. Um, worked at the small township for maybe about a year and then I got called up to the big leagues maybe about a year later. And I've uh, been here ever since. Awesome,
0: great, man. That's a, that's an awesome, awesome story. So you got your law enforcement certification before the academy, is that right?
1: Yeah, so there's, there's two ways you could go about it in law enforcement. You can either uh, apply to a city and that city will sponsor you normally you only hear from bigger cities metropolitan cities you apply you take a civil service exam uh they select you they they interview they interview you they select you they put you through the academy you're already hired for the police department you just have to do you know do training um but you know back then when law enforcement was uh more of an ideal job for you know the public mm-hmm. compared to now yeah uh it was kind of hard to get into it right. was you know it was quite a line a long line to get into so it was either that route or you could go and get certified yourself. So you would go through a college is what right. I went through. I went through a college. Um, and, you know, you go through colleges, they have a lot of trades in colleges, you know, where you do auto tech, you want to do bodywork, cosmetology, you want to be pharmacy, pharmacy tech, anything like that. And the college that I went to also had the option for police academy. Wow. Uh, so you pay your tuition. Uh, they had financial aid, which is what I went through. And I got through and I got myself certified as a police officer. So once I did that, you can just now, you have the certification, now you just go apply to police departments. And, and that's the route that I took.
0: And people don't realize that even though you got an LEC and mm-hmm. and you've applied to academies and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you still have to get hired by a police department. So you still you have get to go hired. through the screening. Yeah. You still have to go yep. through the, the polygraph.
1: It is, it is definitely all a rigorous, rigorous pre-hire, no question about it. It takes months. It's not something that you can just walk on the door, go apply, and then you get hired. Right. Uh, it takes months and you got to be of sound body
0: mind and absolutely and every state's different so they have different requirements right so absolutely
1: every state is different um uh every state is different but like for the general part they're mostly the same but you know certain states may have a small you know a small less of a requirement than other states right um you know and i think one of the biggest ones is like physical agility um ohio's a tough tough state they want you to be physically in shape and you know if i don't know if you know most of the southern states you know because like you know the physical agility for example you have to do the pushups, ups sit-ups a mile and a half run um you know they have a certain standard for your 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 gender and your age how many you have to do it and you know then you have to do this amount in this amount of time um you know when i was going we had to do a mile and a half run in just under 12 minutes i was just standing in ohio if you were under 30 uh, whereas now or, you know, or in other states, you know, for example, uh, Georgia, not too long ago, I had applied to try to be, go to Georgia. They give you maybe like 17 minutes. Um, so, you know, that's just slight differences. That's, they give you more time down there. But Like I said, that's the <laughs> well, South. Maybe it's a South thing. I know, don't know. Most of us <laughs> down here are a little
0: bit soggy around the yeah, midsection. You know, we got a lot bit, of fried food places around just, here, man. You
1: know, just small differences <laughs> like that. And um, you know, some some differences with the background too, because um, you know, states up here, um, they want you to have a you know a decent credit score. Uh, they do a, they, yeah. do a hi- okay. they do a financial history check. Um, and the reason for them doing that is to you're less likely to take a bribe. Right on the job of uh, you know a, exactly. a guy with bad credit will take a bribe. Mm-hmm. Will take you know any chance, any time you know anytime he's around any type of money that exactly. um they say you're, you're you're less likely or you're more likely to you know take a bribe or take money on the job you know if you have a bad financial history if you owe a lot of debt and everything like that and uh so,
0: not to get off topic folks but yeah. uh, the military is the same way when it comes to that aspect if you want a security clearance depending on the level of it you will have mm-hmm. to get a secure uh a, a credit check like he's talking about and if you're found to have bad credit you're they're not saying you're going to take a bribe, but you might be a type of person that might be more likely to take a bribe. So they're going to be like, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's just another thing that not a lot of people understand and know about. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you touched on that, uh, about all this here because it eliminated a couple of questions. So that's great. So we're going to get into the, like a little bit of the political climate of this. Uh, so here's the next question. In recent years, there has been increased scrutiny and public debate regarding the use of force by law enforcement officers. Mm -hmm. How has this affected your approach to your job and the way you interact with the community?
1: Um, It's affected it a little bit. Um, You know, just the the politics of it, you know, now you got all these individuals with no, you know, law enforcement experience, you know, having say so over your job and that's become a bit frustrating. It's, you know, it makes it a little bit harder to do my job the way that I used to do it. Not a lot, but just a little bit, you know, the way you have to approach things. Um, our department, we have uh, what's something that was voted by, you know, the city council was called issue 24. Issue 24 is a civilian law enforcement uh, review board. Wow. Uh, these are individuals who have no law enforcement background at all. These guys aren't police. That like, auxiliary- guys- like auxiliary or something? Or? No, not even that. This is just a civilian review board. So, wow. you know, they review body cam. They review, you know, no, no, mostly no. body cam. And, and, you know, these individuals who, like I said, have no experience of the job telling you yes you did this right yes you did this wrong you should be let go you know and and that's kind of made the job a lot tougher and that's also like brought down numbers um with this department you know because you just have people who you know have no idea how to do the job they're telling you how to do your job and that's just you know no one wants to be a part of that
0: so say you're a law enforcement officer underneath this board and you're called in because you got dinged on something. Is there like an appeal process? Are you represented in any way, shape, or form? Is there any kind of um, liaison? Normally, we,
1: normally, normally, if it, if there's something you know a little bit serious or something like that, you're normally represented by our union. We have our union lawyers and everything like okay. that. Um, but
0: uh, wow, it's like a law enforcement tribunal yeah, almost. It's so yeah, weird. yeah.
1: It's court. It's not how it definitely not how it used to be. Um, wow. And you know, it's 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 not for the weak. You know, it's only making the job even tougher.
0: I under, okay, I definitely understand. That. And I see. Do you see, folks? This, we call this what it's like. It's the theme here because I didn't even know that, and I'm mm-hmm. and, I, and I've done a lot of research in law enforcement and things like that because I was interested in it at one point mm-hmm. in time in my life. So well, I not, didn't know
1: that. then it goes. You know, like I said, now not every agency is like this, but sure. you know, if you have you know these, you know these Democrat ran cities or these Democrat lawyers and everything like that, or or not lawyers but mayors. Sure. Um, it's the mayors. They're you know they're so. To you know to get elected, they'll say they'll they'll defund the police, they'll remove the police and and that gets them the vote, yeah, and you know the first thing they want to do is turn on us
0: yep, well, um yep. so
1: yeah, it just makes the job harder
0: and 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 also, and attached to that, like you said earlier earlier about folks not having any law enforcement experience now, mm-hmm. since it's so tough to retain the attrition rate is probably really high in law enforcement in this country, right, because of what's going mm-hmm. on what's been going on for the last Five or six years or whatever. oh you? yeah,
1: the, the numbers are are the numbers are, are they've never seen anything like this before. I, am example, there is an academy class coming up now that we have going on, and there's only nine recruits. Crazy. And how um, much is
0: it usually? Like in a, in like usually, in the peak time? Like how back much
1: when I usually back when I joined, first of all, you know, just the, the line to take the tests was anywhere between fifteen hundred. Wow. Um. Jesus. Yeah. You know, that was just to that was just to take the test. You know, and you get a rank and, you know, they would only probably take the top 75 recruits, you know, out there, you know, going through the background process and everything like that. Normally classes would be about 75. Um, They would normally have like three classes a year. Um, And like I said, this current class that we have now, you can look it up. I I kid you not. It's nine recruits in our current class. That is insane. Um, That is insane. We can thank the media
0: for a lot of that shit, too, right? Yeah,
1: there's no question. And, you know, a lot of people just, you know, you go on, you can go to a lot of these police department recruiting uh sites now you know the facebook pages and everything like that and they'll say hey we're hiring yep. you know these are the incentives and everything like that and you could read the comments and everybody's just you know no we don't like want to do that yeah. you know <laughs> we don't yeah they, that's all end you end up see on that the news of, for god yeah, knows exactly. what and knows what. you just you know and then you have people who are just like anti-police sentiments you know they'll they'll put those in the comments and that kind of just you know scurries people away from even giving us, you know, a thought about law enforcement. It's a
0: truly thankless job, man. No, it really no question.
1: Is. There's no question. You get spit and, on and, and all that you know, shit. They, and just, you know, like I said, there's, there's a bad album in every profession. Absolutely. Um, but what they do is they, they paint everyone with the same brush in this profession. True. Um, you, know, you, you know, this one bad egg, we're going to assume that you all are the same. Right. You know, and the media does not help it at all.
0: Now I, I don't know if I'm like going too crazy with this, but for me, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's almost as if like the media is trying to, like you said, paint everybody as the same brush if one fucks mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. It becomes a national yeah, we're, fucking we're headline. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like they treat you guys like a race of people. Like Agreed. when but at the same time, that's not accurate, obviously. It's, no. It's a melting pot like anything else.
1: Mm-hmm. you know yeah. so but and,
0: they treat like you all have the same fucking mentality and it's
1: ridiculous absolutely and you know like i said i and kind of what you said you know they treat us like our own race but you know and in, in addition to that as well you know i work in a uh a, a primarily i uh, don't know i would say it's an it's an even even killed on, on on race but our department is primarily you know white and but you go into these lower income neighborhoods and everything like that and. You know, you have, you know, primarily white officers responding to these calls. And, you know, there's there's plenty of times where I've gone to calls in addition Mm -hmm. and you come out and you speak to these individuals and they don't want to talk to the white officers. They'll look at me and go, I want to talk to you. Right. And I'll go, listen, you know, and the last thing I want to do is just try to separate myself from my coworkers. These, At the end of the day, these are the individuals. I work with these individuals. Mm -hmm. These are good men and women. Right. Um And, you know, they go out there and they say, well, I don't want to talk to him. I want to talk to you. And they right. talk to me because, you know, we're of the same race. And, I, you know, I don't want them thinking that way. I says, no, you could talk to him just as much as you can talk to me. um So, the, you know, they they try to divide us. You know, that's what they try to do when we're out there in the field. And that's what, um,
0: what my next question was going to be to you. Being an African-American police officer in today's mm-hmm. political climate's got to be tough because. You know, you're the, oh, like you're just saying, they're gonna want to relate oh, to you. because I, yeah, they think, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. And in in most of these areas, you know, I'm a, I'm a race trader. Um, really um, you know, it's gotta be really tough. I can't. You know, I've, I've heard like. it. You know, being in the job long enough, you're gonna hear it to the point where it's rinse and repeat. Yeah, you know, sure, okay. Um, they think that you know because I'm an African American police officer, I'm just you know I'm against all black people, and but it's just it's more so the lack of accountability in this field um it's not you know they want to make it about race when it's really about accountability you think that because i am of the same race as you that i I get you get to get off i get to let you off you don't get charged with this or you can get away with this and if i don't do it if i do take you to jail if i do hold you accountable for your actions then i'm an uncle tom right and it just you know you you hear that all the time and you know it it gets old but like i said if you've been in here long enough if you're mentally tough enough to do the job it doesn't affect you
0: it doesn't. OK, well, I mean, at least I mean, you got to have like like you're saying, you got to have that kind of thick skin. You got to be able to. Oh, then no, no take question. That this field,
1: no, this field is like I said, it's not for the week. Um, you're going to get called every name in the book. they are going to wish death upon you. You're going to wish death upon your family. They're going to, you know, try to find you on social media. Um, The whole nine, you know, somebody who, you know, that's why a lot of police officers, if they do try to have any type of social life as far as like, you know, uh, social media. None of them use their own names. My my name, um, you know. Right, example: yeah, I don't yeah, have my yeah. own name. Gotcha. You use a pseudonym yep. because you know these individuals who you've arrested, the individuals who you've wrote a citation to, they will look you up. They'll try to look you up on Facebook. and They'll try to message you on Facebook. They try to you know and go through your your friends list and everything like that. You know they they do that now. That's insane. Um, man. Yeah, it is insane. So you know, law enforcement is nowhere near how it used to be. You know. Even six years ago, um, and it's just getting worse by the day. Well, there are some, uh, there are some good things, right? So there are, there's no, there's absolutely, you know, not to, to just just right. draw a dark cloud on the profession. There is, is, the job is still very rewarding. If somebody who really wants to be a police officer or be in this field, the job is extremely rewarding in and of itself. Um, the joy I get from the children, the joy—I wouldn't say necessarily joy, but you know, me being happy to assist somebody who needs help um you should see these people the you know the calls that i get in and when i get there they're so relieved that you're there because somebody's here who can figure it out who can bring order to chaos um you know help them with any situation that they're in some type of bond or there's some type of distress you know they're delirious they don't really know what to do next or or how to handle the situation so when they see you they're so relieved to see you thank god somebody's here this person is going to know what to do this person is going to you know know the steps on what to do and and, and bring everything make everything better so seeing that look upon people's face um that, that's always brought me joy just helping those individuals out in need
0: that's right cuz i mean mm-hmm. no one goes into law enforcement for the
1: money no, you're, it's you, not, no. If, if you, you don't you, make you, a lot you no, know you don't if you don't you know you don't come to this job don't with the mentality that you're going to get rich that's not it
0: right so your your uh, your payment is obviously what you get financially compensated from the job but also yeah Keeping your community together, safe, absolutely. All, all of those things. So, absolutely. Since you touched on that, what is there a moment in your career that's the most memorable, rewarding moment you've had while on the job?
1: The most memorable. Ah, uh, that's a there's quite a, lot, a few. A lot of them. There's there's quite, that's a, a good thing. That's a good. Thing. Um, there's so many. I would probably say there was an individual, uh, an elderly woman. uh, this individual was choking on something. Don't know what. I can't really remember what. She attempted to drive herself to the hospital. While choking. Th- while choking. Holy shit. Uh, halfway there. She blacked out. She crashed. Damn. Uh, you know, we get there. Um, I'm the first one there. I see her slumped over the steering wheel. She's driving a newer car. So I, I grab my window punch. I have a window punch. Uh, knock out the window. At least the back The back window. I start there. This is a newer car, so these aren't the locks that you just pull up and you can just open the door. Right. Not not on these newer cars. Um and I remember knocking the window out, and you know, the EMS gets there and they we all get her out. I, I get the window open, I get the door open, I get the car because the car is still in drive. So because the car is still in drive, the doors won't unlock. Right. Right, right. So I I had to literally hop over this this uh, elderly woman. You're a big, guy. Drive. Yeah, you're a big yeah, guy. Yeah, you're a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh put it in part, get her out, and then they start to intubate her. Wow. Um and when they intubate her, they're starting to pull it was it was fruit, strawberries. They were pulling strawberries out of her throat. Um she like I said, that's what she was choking on. That's what she did to drive herself in the hospital and everything like that. And I just remember her getting in the EMS. I get there to you know try to get her information. The family shows up. They get the update that she's going to be okay. Um and just the thanking from the family, uh, her daughter was there, her grandchildren were there. They all thanked us, uh, me and, and another officer that were there, they just thanked us nonstop and, uh, you know, tears. They wanted to offer me money, a whole nine and I'll, you know, it, that probably is one of the, probably one of the most. And then, uh, maybe about a month from that, I got a life saving award from the city. Awesome. So that probably was, that probably was the best one.
0: Great, man. That's really awesome. Yeah. Stark is actually a true superhero, guys. Look at I, that. I try my best. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh how do you personally stay motivated and maintain a sense of purpose in your work? Like we we touched on like how like really stressful this job can be, like mm-hmm. all the things that you go through, the challenges you face, the hurdles you've overcome and things like that. What is it is it that ex- that kind of experience like you're talking about? And we also touched on this a little bit too, but I want to get a little bit deeper into it. Is that what keeps you going every day? That kind of situation where um, you can actually
1: see the result i would say that in addition to just longevity i've been doing this a long time how long so, have you been doing this now uh it'll be it's nine years now nine years i've been doing this nine years 11 more um, years right yeah 11 more <laughs> <laughs> Got gotcha. oh uh, and we'll gauge it then but um just the longevity of it doing the job you kind of get you get accustomed to it you get, a, get accustomed to doing the job to being needed the calls the type of calls um and then the mentality that I also have is that somebody's gotta do it. Right. Um, somebody's gotta do it. So, you know, why not a guy who's already, you know, halfway through to keep on doing it and and you know, showing the newer generation, I don't want to sound old, but I'm I'm in between now. Um, and just showing these guys how to do it right and you know, uh just enjoying the job. It, like I said, it's it has its own rewards, believe it or not like I said I'm not in it for the money but like I said somebody has to do the job and in addition to that I try to be a positive influence on other people my children included absolutely um so I think that's what motivates me more than anything
0: do they do you ever threaten to throw your kids in jail if they misbehave
1: uh no because that's not the fear that I want to ah, okay, that's good. bring that's upon good. my good children point. and good i kind of and I kind of run into that a lot at, at work too. You know, the, yeah. the woman will be like, oh, he's going to take you to jail. And, I, and I'll i say, okay. you know, don't no, you don't want the children to fear you. True. You want them to be, the, you know, the first person you run up to and the moment they need help. So I try to, you know, wean people off of telling their children that, you know, that officer is going to take you to jail if you misbehave and everything like that. So I don't, I don't think I've ever, I've done that with my children. I, I never had to either. Okay. Um, and I just try to kind of, you know, I kind of try to wake everybody else up on it. You know, the public, at least. Well, that, you, you probably
0: know. got that dad look, right? Like that.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I, I don't. It not take me much for my children, now. <laughs> got that look.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes. That's just, all I need. It's a rap. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. So now <laughs> we're going to move into the uh, streaming aspect of this. Uh, okay. Being a law enforcement officer and a streamer on top of that, I've only known probably two other guys that have done that. Mm-hmm. Does that, I mean, you touched on the social media aspect of being uh, an leo and things like that is mm-hmm. it's not obviously not against the the rules
1: to do it right. but mm-hmm. are you told like hey if you're gonna do this blah 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 or is it like um so there is some like social media policies that they do uh inflict upon the department everything like that but this isn't one of them if the, if i wanted to combine the two i would i could be allowed to but that's just something i never wanted to do you got guys like officer meth sir yes and um the sheriff i forget the other guy's an elderly guy. Um, those guys combine gaming with law enforcement right and i respect those guys and they do that but gaming was something that i've been doing since i was a child and i kind of want to enjoy you know what little gaming i can do now because like i said i got a family i have a wife i have children so i can't do it as much as i used to uh before i was married of course um but i I never really wanted to combine the two i kind of wanted to keep that separate because you know gaming is how i decompress Right. Um. So because, you know, I want to decompress this, you know, you kind of don't want to take work home with you. Right. You see a lot in this field. You see it all. Um. There are times where I've hopped on the game and, and hopped in and you guys see me playing and you guys don't even know the type of night I've had or the day I had before or the right. things that I saw. Absolutely. Um. So, you know, I kind of just keep that, you know, completely separate. You know, my wife will ask me how I was working. I'll just tell her fine. I don't want to break down the specifics of it because you know i'm 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 gonna see it i'm gonna continue to see it um so you know i come here and i i play with you guys i play with leo flats and everything like that and that's my way of decompressing and going on you know making my my night a lot smoother so i've always kept the two separate um but you know some people who have followed me long enough and you know good friends like you and and flats and, and leo and everything like that you guys know what i do Yep. um so you know with that being said anybody who always had anybody who does have questions are more than welcome you know to or to talk about it with them or or if they have questions about law enforcement or getting in law enforcement, I have no problem, even like I say even though my page and my streaming page is not you know they're not combined a vast majority of people who watch me know what i do right um so there and, have been times where I have been streaming and they have asked me and and I'll be glad to tell them right um but you know as as far as you know streaming and policing that's just not those two things I just always want to keep separate
0: and i and i can I can definitely say uh guys that for the first like year I knew this guy I didn't even know no one knew what I did yeah, <laughs> I no one knew what i did <laughs> no no one knew it he, he kept it yeah. so I mean that's a good thing he did, he, he yeah. stayed true to his uh his guns on that and yeah. he did he did keep it close to the chest and it's great mm-hmm. but even now I mean uh anytime you're live anytime you're gaming with anybody there might be a joke here and you're like oh yeah, arrest rest you know, listen like, oh, yeah, and this is but yeah, no, one I, really, no one really no one really no one really like brings it up or asks no, you anything yeah, or no, whatever, you no, know, absolutely. stuff like that. I think everybody kind of knows your boundaries on that.
1: Absolutely. But well, I mean, there are, but there's like no that, real so. boundary, but like I said, we, we always joke and you guys are more than welcome to, to ask questions or anything like that. There's, I wouldn't say this specifically, there's no boundary, but you know, as far as like, you know, my page and, and my streaming page and my job, I just keep the two separate, but I'm more than welcome to talk about it anytime you guys okay. have any questions at any time.
0: Well, I Um, mean, you know,
1: people ask me for legal advice literally all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I have no problem answering it.
0: (laughs) uh, I'll start will represent me in the next situation.
1: Yeah. Okay. I got you.
0: (laughs) So as a streamer, I mean, I asked Leo these questions when he was getting started. I know you don't stream Mm -hmm. as much as you used to, but you still do. Right. Right. So like these, these, these questions might be similar, but you might answer them differently because everyone has a different experience with this. Okay. What are some of the challenges you've had? being a streamer like up and coming like not just with chat not just with the technical side of it Mm -hmm. like any kind of psychological just you can you can touch on any area, any of those areas if they if they come out at you like what Um, like okay i remember this moment
1: over over time i think the 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 biggest challenge is just being consistent right that's something that i've struggled with especially like the past year but that's because i've had a lot of life changes yes um you know i still have there's a lot that i have planned there's a lot in store that not a lot of people who follow my page are knowing what's going on right now um you know my inner circle versus you know you and the entire GVT chat a GVT chat you guys know what's going on you guys know what i'm doing and you know what i have upcoming um so you know there's something that i still very much have a passion for um that you know like i said right now i haven't spoken a lot of so my community doesn't really know okay um so i mean um, i see that room behind you yeah. Uh, well, this is this isn't the room though. This, this ain't isn't the, room? the room. No, this is not the room. Oh man. This is, uh, this is so you know when I'm when I moved into the house in July, this was the area that I was like, okay, I'm gonna start here. So I painted it. And we, I did an accent wall. I hung a goofy up behind me. This was the area. Uh, but you know, being married, my wife, you know, kind of brought all of her stuff.
0: <laughs> she moved in. <laughs> she moved it's into here. Like, oh okay. yeah,
1: I'll come over here and then start because she works from home sometimes. Okay. So. You know, I I had built her a standing desk, so and then you know she kind of like took over the area. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I've always wanted a stream room, and I says, well, this old storage room. I says, I'm I think I'm gonna clear everything out and uh, and build the room, and that's what I was doing for the past six weeks, six seven weeks, and now that that's done and that's moving ready, so I'm gonna pack up my stuff and she can have this old area and, and do and do what she wants to do with it. Um, and then I'll finally get, you know, everything, how I truly want it. Right. Um, so that's, that's big and upcoming. So I, I really can't wait. There's a, a massive overhaul coming for my channel and, and a lot of people are going to like it. And then, you know, I'll be able to, uh, sit down and, and be more consistent and in, even, uh, bring some daytime streams too. Awesome. So well, a lot looking forward to it. We look forward I, to that too. Absolutely. So, but I would say the, the, the massive, the. The only I would say the the, the biggest issue was just to me trying to be consistent. But like I said, I, I the last year I've had some severe life changes, like out of nowhere. You know, I'm moving into a house. You know, getting married, the whole nine. That was out of nowhere. You know, a year ago today, I was you know a single dad, me and my oldest boy, and we were you know living in a you know a, a nice apartment, these decent sized apartment, and that's where I was doing my streaming from. Okay. Uh, and then I'm and then I met my wife, and that kind of that kind of all changed and you know it kind of fast-tracked so you know trying to do all that be a homeowner um you know was all you know all within a year planning a wedding um just doing all of that you know oh, it just a year. didn't stop yeah yeah like i saw some so, of the
0: pictures of you building that room that's why i got yeah. thrown off because the color yeah. scheme is the same right it's gray and white yeah, it,
1: it was well, yeah. a different gray but it's a got you know it. it's a lighter gray but you know that's the color I ultimately 50 shades of gray guys he's got and, a 50 and, shades you know, of gray and, room and that's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that you know with my basement and then upstairs there's a lot of different shades of gray, so I always call the house Fifty Shades of Gray, to, <laughs> and it's an his just, basement. Poke, just just to poke at my wife because my wife loves gray, so she's oh, okay. painting all these rooms gray, and I was like, "This house is Fifty Shades of Gray." So it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah. how long have you have you been a streamer? I have been a streamer since I want to say 2020. 2020. I want to say around COVID. Okay. A little bit before. I want to. Maybe 2019. No, it was 2020. It was 2020. Okay. So you're you're um, banking around three years almost, right? For almost three years. Uh okay. I it was something I thought about it. Um I want to say what got me into it was uh was probably Leo. Uh before before Leo, I used to watch uh Filthy Saint and Unreal 84. Those guys I watched pretty hard. Um I used to watch them, watch their gameplay and everything like that. But in not just in addition to that, I watched a few other streamers too. And I used to watch a lot of content creators, and they were very rude. um very rude they didn't pay attention to their chat and you know me included when i would try to comment you know and they just they would never read it um you know and i get you know i get it a certain you know streamers have a lot of people in there it's kind of hard to multitask uh playing the game and reading the chat at the same time but i i always swore that i could do it i think that's maybe because my job has a you know certain part to do with it my ability to multitask but in addition to that there were ones there were some content creators who were just rude and that kind of made me motivate me to kind of do it on my own because I was like, you know, if I do it, you know, I would never be as rude as I see these guys were, you know, and, you know, I would always be able to, to multitask or pay attention and, 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 you know, kind of put the community first versus the, you know, the, uh, the gaming. Um, so that was, the, that kind of got me motivated and kind of got me started just wanting to be a different t- kind of content creator, like a community first content creator.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just your personality. That's probably why you're such a good law enforcement officer. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, you instill the same thing. Right. Those values in yep. streaming and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah. So it kind of came hand in hand. So what advice would you give an aspiring streamer that wanted to break into this, this whole field
1: of streaming? Uh, prioritize your community. Mm-hmm. I think that would, that would be my advice. Definitely prioritize your community. Um, good audio oh god <laughs> good good audio uh good audio good visual you know i, I want to see what you're playing you know you know you gotta, you got to kind of put your eyes in the, the or your mind in, in the view of the the mm-hmm. viewer right how how they see it if you got a bunch of stuff around and everything like that you know would you want to see that if you were watching a content creator mm-hmm. and everything like that You kind of got to put your mind into their mind um so that that would be my uh definitely my my advice as any type of upcoming content creator what about reinvesting in your stream um reinvesting definitely uh like i said i think that's what like i said you know always put your community first and you know that's that kind of what that bounces off of and that you know in 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 and of itself is its own reward so i I think definitely reinvesting you know in the community like i said the community first put your community first absolutely 100%.
0: one hundred percent. They're the ones that, that watch you. You're the reason why absolutely. they're there. They're uh, there because absolutely, and, I agree. 100%. And vice versa. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to take away from Stark's interview here, but if you're not, <laughs> if you're not putting in what you're getting out of it, I feel like you're you're doing a disservice to viewers you know yeah, what i mean so I agree so whether it 100%. be equipment i mean we both got sure s 7s yeah they're very mm-hmm. very expensive mics but Absolutely. it took that's us three years with. to get yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, it, I, yeah i didn't start started with with, i started yeah.
1: i had a, a hyper x quadcast that's exactly. what that was my that's what my first mic was so I didn't have an audio interface. I didn't have right. uh the ASUS monitor. I didn't have the, you know, the good capture card, the internal capture card, mm-hmm. the new PC. None of right. that I had when I first started. I wasn't even close.
0: And it never stops. No, <laughs> it never It, does not. it, it never no, stops.
1: It never stops. I agree.
0: So that's just another way. I mean, you if you are producing better video, better audio, mm-hmm. that's just better absolutely. for the viewer. That's a better experience. A- absolutely.
1: For them. In addition to absolutely. any kind of
0: giveaways, raffles and things like that, mm-hmm. that's just icing on the cake. <laughs> agreed same thing Actually. guys you don't go into law enforcement for the money and you definitely go into streaming for the money you definitely
1: no, no it, you can't. It's, it's, it's not it you can't go in there for the money either it's not you the know, right attitude very, no not at all
0: so usually at the end of the interview what i like to do mm-hmm. is i live i like to give the guests the floor if okay. they want to uh, add to any of the subjects that we touched on uh topics and things like that uh they have free reign for as long as they want so if if, if there's just pretend as someone's watching you want to tell them something whatever you want to do.
1: Uh, I, you know, I think we kind of touched on everything, but if it was anything I would include, I would just say that, you know, you know, for the first responders and stuff you see, you know, you give them a chance, you know, and not stay off of the internet, stay off of Twitter, you know, stop thinking that everybody you see or every video you see on there that's how they all are. Um, If I could pass out any message, it would be that, you know, you know, we... It is a thankless job and we're not expecting thank yous. But like I said, you know, don't give them a hard time. Hold yourself accountable or, you know, your friends accountable or anybody you see who's out doing wrong. Um, There are a lot of people who are defending these individuals when they come in contact with law enforcement. And that's not the type. That's not what you need to be doing. You know, hold your individuals accountable. Hold yourself accountable. Um, You know, like I said, there are a lot of men in Wimbledon Blue who are doing a lot of good. And that's all they come into work every day to do. Um, so you kind of have to you know, have that mentality, change your mindset of how you view law enforcement. So if I could pass on any message, it would be that. Awesome. Well, I
0: mean, this has been the third best interview I've ever had on Streamer Genetics. I'm going to keep saying yeah. that until I got like, this is the 50th best interview I've ever had. Hopefully yeah. <laughs> it keeps going that long.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, and I'd love to come back. Anytime you need me back, I'll be more than happy to.
0: Absolutely, sir. Where yeah. can people find you online?
1: You can find me online at fb.gg slash Stark 89. Uh, that's where I am. That's where I am primarily. Um, I kind of want to, I'm thinking about reaching out to TikTok. I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm going to do it yet, but primarily yeah. you can find me on Facebook gaming um, at Stark 89. And then also we had just started our channel on uh kick as well Okay. on Stark 89 on kick. So we're going to start uh, streaming there a lot more too. So between those two platforms right now, and as far as like uh TikTok, you know, that's kind of to be determined. Okay for on that all sounds good let's start absolutely. i want to
0: thank you for being here and uh, letting me. me ask you these questions it's been a phenomenal sure. interview i've i learned absolutely. a lot i i found out what it's like yeah so i <laughs> I'm mean, glad to help. if i can uh, the viewers definitely can so i really appreciate yeah. you sir thank you so much for your service you for me, and everything that you do absolutely thank you for having me again